Good morning, everybody. You're listening to the Mindset Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Jensen. And today in episode 220, we're talking about preparation and how the great ones have a plan. So Father's Day is always a fun day for me. As a father of a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a two-year-old, there's nothing better than simple cards, gestures, and hanging out together as a family. I seldom want much on Father's Day other than a bit of relaxing time with my family. This year's Father's Day was pretty uneventful. We had my brothers over with their families, we cooked a little barbecue, and eventually the heat died out, and everyone went home. I went through my normal routine of helping my kids brush their teeth, put their pajamas on, and I took them downstairs to pray and to get into bed. The regular questions of, Dad, will you snuggle us? Or, Dad, do you have time to tell us a story? Or, Dad, can I run upstairs real quick and just tell Mom something, please? We're in full force, full effect. We read a little, we snuggled a little, and then I kissed them goodnight, and they went to bed. After a brief conversation with my wife, I went to bed as well. What seemed like a few moments later, the alarms began to sound. At 2.47 a.m., I woke up to the sound of a pre-alarm system. Thank you, Vivint. Gently warning that if it weren't turned off in 30 seconds, the larger alarm would sound. My first thoughts were, geez, why the heck is this alarm going off? As I got out of our bed, I seemed to have a terrible attitude for about 10 seconds and marched into into the kitchen to turn off the alarm. I continued to think about how annoying it is that this alarm was waking me up. My wife even whispered at me, what are you doing? And then I thought, Why does this stupid alarm go off all the... Wait a minute. About halfway through my march to the kitchen, I realized that the alarm has never fired falsely for the nine years of having an alarm. Suddenly I realized that this was not a false alarm. And right at that moment, the large alarm had started to really whistle through our house and throughout the neighborhood. The alarm is incredibly loud. The combination of being tired, disheveled, and having a loud alarm blazing through my head was super confusing. As I sought to clear my mind through this noise and confusion, it had now been approximately 45 to 60 seconds since the first alarm had sounded. I realized that I needed to sprint to my children to make sure that they were okay. As a former college football player, I now had the presence of mind to sprint straight to their room, rounding corners in a two-point football position stance, to wreak havoc on anyone and anything that would get in my way. When I arrived, nothing. My kids were sleeping peacefully. I have no idea how. This alarm is a shrill. It's a siren inside, a force to be reckoned with. I kissed them each on the forehead. I was relieved that nothing had happened. I then walked back upstairs to check the alarm for where the intrusion had occurred. And it said at the back door. So I walked back downstairs and I checked the back door and the locks were wide open. Both the bolt and the lock had been open from the day's activities during Father's Day. I'm sure that the kids had been going in and out of the back door and we had forgotten to check the door before we went to bed. In fact, I had even forgotten to check the door as I sprinted to my kids' room. This left me very uneasy. As I went back upstairs and chatted with my wife, I told her that the back door was open, but that I thought perhaps it had been the wind. It was quite windy that night. My wife was not so sure. Next to the back door is my home office. 
We had installed a camera a few years back, and as we went back through our steps, we viewed the office camera and thought about the possibilities and the hair on the back of my head raised up as we saw a shadowy figure walk into our house, past the office camera, and then quickly ran out of the house as the loud alarm goes on. We could hear the door shut. A few seconds later, I was in the same spot that this shadowy figure figure had stood. It still, at this moment, raises the hair on the back of my head as I tell this story. Let's be clear. I'm not telling you this story to give you more fear. I'm not telling you this story to make you petrified of the boogeyman. I am very grateful for an alarm system that worked. I'm very grateful that this story wasn't worse. I'm telling you this story because, as a mental performance coach, there is a lot to be learned from this episode in my life. As my wife and I look back at this moment, we realized that we had loosely talked about a plan if this had happened, but none of it materialized when the alarms went off. The alarms were loud. We were confused. We were very tired. As a result, the execution and performance of our loose plans were terrible. They were horrible. Despicable, even. Doesn't this sound familiar? In a transitioning world from pandemic to some sort of normalcy, many of us are tired. We are fatigued. Fatigue makes cowards of us all. We are disheveled. We are confused. This is a perfect recipe for the hormone cortisol to be released into our system. It's the same hormone that released into my body when I heard the alarm. Cortisol causes our frontal lobe and amygdala to trigger into alarm state and it makes it really difficult for us to think clearly. When our frontal lobe is activated, it impacts the rest of our brain in many ways. Confusion follows and bad decisions follow confusion. So what can we learn from a robbery, a pandemic, and an effort to get better? There are a few things that we can learn. Number one, the great ones have a plan. They don't have a sort of plan, they don't have a maybe plan, and they certainly don't have a no plan. What is your plan? Every great individual, every great team, and every great organization that I know will go through some sort of adversity this year, and they have a plan for it. Many teams even have things written down for when things get emotional. Things like, who will shoot the penalty kick? will Will we go for two points or will we not? Or what is our game plan if we're up in this game with four minutes to go? The great organizations have great plans. Number two, practice your plan. We often call these in sport plays, basketball plays, football plays, or tactics. We call it the game plan. We practice it over and over and over again until we get it right. We eliminate doubt as to what we should do. We actually don't even practice this until we get it right. We actually practice this until we can't get it wrong. Why do we get older in life and think that we don't need to practice? A good practice of our plan can be just what the doctor ordered. Number three, be adaptable and be flexible. If I could sum up mental toughness in two words, it would be adaptability and flexibility. Review your plan after putting it into action. My wife and I realized that some of our plan was flawed. We made significant changes to our plan after Father's Day, and we feel much more confident about averting something like this in the future. You can change your plan too. Sometimes experience gives us the wisdom 
to make a better plan and to make better decisions. I don't ever want to be robbed again, but it could happen. Having a plan gives me peace of mind and an ability to act appropriately if it happens again. So for those of you who know me, if you approach me and talk to me about this episode, I may pretend like I don't know what's going on because we haven't decided how and what we're going to tell our kids about this episode. (laughs) But uh, if you want to email me, you can email me. This is all that I have for today. I love that you're part of our squad. I love your comments. I love your feedback. And I love your ratings on iTunes. Thank you for taking the time. It makes all the difference. Will you take a moment, though, and we share this podcast with someone you think might like it? I'd love it if you did. If you have any questions about this episode, feel free to email me at Riley at rjpg.net or find me via Twitter at Riley Jensen. That's R-I-L-E-Y-J-E-N-S-E-N. And if you'd like, go to rjpg.net and check out our new website. Come and be part of our squad. We will make a difference together. I can assure you of that. I'll see you next time when we're a little bit better and a little bit wiser.